The stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are taking a look at Bob Jenkins, the survivor-slash-rogue investigator in the Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion. There are spoilers through, if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. The Arkham Horror LCG community is amazing, and these people have gone above and beyond to bring you content like these investigator reviews. If you'd like to support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Coleman Rochitti for the amazing art that graces the channel, Nicole Fiscus for the new Whisper in Darkness logo that graces the podcast, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for the intro as well as the overlays. Thank you very much. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. We are back with our reviews of the Investigators in the Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion. We're going to wrap up our reviews with a look at Bob Jenkins, the salesman, the survivor investigator in the box. Of course, uh, with all of the investigators, Bob starts off as a survivor, but he doesn't stay one for long as he uh, starts to uh, dip into the rogue card pool once he gains some experience. Bob has two willpower, four intellect, three combat, and three agility. He has the entrepreneur trait. At any time, an investigator at your location may reveal to you the item assets in their hand. You may take an additional action during your turn, which can only be used to play an item asset from the hand of an investigator at your location under their control. Both investigators may spend resources to pay its cost. His Elder Sign effect is uh, plus one for each item asset you control. He has six health and uh, eight sanity. Now, there are a couple uh, of interesting points about Bob's stat line. Survivors, in general, have pretty good uh, willpower and pretty mediocre intellect. Uh, Bob flips the script on that one. Because he is a rogue, his willpower is uh, only two. And he has, I believe, the best intellect of, of any survivor in the currently available in the game at four. So whereas uh, many a survivor relies on cards like Look What I Found in order to discover clues, Bob doesn't necessarily have to do that. What do you guys think about Bob's stat line? Oh, man, Gosh. Bob is really good. That ability is something else. Yeah, the stat line means he can actually do investigations um and he can actually he can use lockpicks pretty well i should note that for intellect on a non-seeker and even to, i guess further further along from that um investigators that don't have seeker access that is a rarity in fact there is only one other investigator in the game that has for intellect and doesn't have seeker access who is it it's one of the dogs Yep, it's Duke the Good Boy with four intellect. That is the only other character with no no seeker access that has four intellect. So, like, my point being is that four intellect and five intellect have been, like, pretty much the domain of seekers with, like, a few exceptions. You know, like Finn Edwards or Marie Limbeau. So Bob having four intellect as a survivor and rogue, is he's kind of in a class of his own. So tell us about uh, about Bob's ability here. Oh man, it is it is so good. Being able to hang around your, your friends and buy stuff for them as the rogue player is 
so incredibly valuable. It's like you could go on for hours and hours explaining various situations where that ability becomes handy, but you know, your we're guardian going, that's what we're here for, right? We you know, have you're... hours and hours to talk about all. <laughs> <laughs> well, your guardian wants to play their Cyclopean hammer, and Bob can just pay for it with his Schaffner's catalog. No problem. Easy yeah, peasy. Um, yeah, it's worth it's worth noting uh, before you start building Bob. As I've seen, I've se I have seen some people get a little uh, confused as to like the 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 nuance of Bob's ability. Okay, so during Bob's turn, he gets a bonus action to play an item from the hand of anybody at his location under that investigator's control. So he can't borrow items from others he can't give an item from his hand to another investigator he can only go from that investigator's hand to that investigator's play area it comes up because you know there not a lot of investigators have the this level of team interaction so if you're not the bob player you might get a little you might like forget in the moment how his ability actually works so i just thought i'd, I'd run through that yeah, yeah think of him more like a loan shark than a salesman you know <laughs> You know, he, he's more like giving you the money and the time to be able to get things when you want them. And that's what makes it so good, is that Bob can take his turn, let the Guardian play their weapon before they have to deal with the enemies on their turn. Like, little things like that about Bob's ability and, like, how you can time when you play items is... It just yeah. makes him so powerful. What can I do to get you in this car today? <laughs> 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 what can i yeah, uh, um, what can i do to see you with this nice lovely cyclopean hammer okay so the action is taken during bob's turn and it's a play action if he's not engaged with anything the guardian or whoever else can play something without provoking attacks of opportunity because it's bob's action yep and that saved me a few times where it's like if i'm hanging around bob i don't have to play the weapon in advance until after oh. I've drawn the patty, and because I know Bob has got it, has got me covered. Yeah, yeah it essentially yeah. It, it turns is... that action into a fast action for the guardian, so they don't have to. Yeah. They don't have to yeah. worry. It's like, oh, I got caught out without a weapon, or my gun is empty. I need a new one. Exactly. Bob steps exactly. in and says, "Okay, well, as long as you've got it in your hand, you can play it without taking an attack of opportunity. And not only that, can you play it? But I'll pay for it, so you don't have to." <laughs> to pay the resources so you can save those resources for something something else that you that you may need yeah or even just the crypt chill hit me during mythos phase that i wasn't expecting which and my gun's gone and my <laughs> gun is gone or yeah or something along those lines it can go the other way around too like maybe bob just needs to get enough stuff down early in the game so he can get set up and his ability allows him to get extra actions for himself too yeah. yeah, that's that's another aspect we get to talk about is that it can be very tempting when building an Arkham Horror deck to just load up on assets. But normally, a problem with loading up on lots of assets is you're basically you're basically promising a play action for for every one of those assets that you add up into that you put into your deck. So if you're if you're trying to build a deck and you end up with like 18 assets, like that deck is going to honestly that's going to be kind of a slow deck because you're promising all those play actions to get all those assets on the table. Bob, however, you know, he doesn't have this problem nearly as much because he gets that bonus action, that fourth action for the play action. Now, even if you're not playing an asset every turn, 
the the fact that he can help you get a nice tableau going without having to like bog yourself down and waste wasting multiple turns doing it is actually very powerful. And then what's even more powerful is the fact that his buddies can play can safely play more assets, knowing that they won't have to spend play, uh, as many play actions getting what they want out on the table. And that I think that's the real power is letting everybody have more asset centric decks. It's sort of this like intangible property of just the nature of how his ability works and how it sort of breaks the time flow of the game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like normally I, as the Lily player, would have to play my asset on my turn and take an attack of opportunity to hit that enemy. But now all of a sudden, Bob's ability just completely negates any concern yeah. for that. So, uh it's so good yeah yeah and as, i think as we've seen with a lot of these abilities that give you an extra action on your turn that in itself is is very powerful i mean finn edwards he wants to evade enemies he gets a free evade every turn that's fantastic stella clark gets a if she fails a skill test she gets an extra action on her turn you know any of these sorts of abilities that give you extra actions are going to be they're going to snowball as the scenario goes on. So if you're not only getting extra actions for Bob himself, but you're sort of contributing those extra actions, like Bob, like most investigators with extra actions, just keep them for themselves. And you are sort of with Bob, you're able to sort of distribute them to all of your friends around the table and say, Oh, you need an extra action this turn. Let me, get, let me give you a hand. What's also another thing that's really nice about Bob's ability is that, he kind of smooths out everyone's cost curves of their decks. Because if you're in, a, you're in a situation where it's like, I want to play my 45 automatic, but I only have three resources. Bob says, let me get you into that used car. I'll help you out. And so it kind of smooths everything around and means that not only do investigators have to take fewer play actions, but they probably will have to take fewer resource actions to afford their stuff because he can kind of help cover that gap if uh, an investigator's caught short. Yeah, uh -huh. and that's especially true with, you know, Guardians having, you know, the lion's share yeah. of items that they want to be playing. Uh, you could also say the same about Mystics. They're, they can mm -hmm. be pretty tight on resources as well. Of the, of the five classes, those are the two that I would sort of point out as being sort of resource poor. And, and if you're teaming up with Bob in that case, he can, uh, he can really help you out there so you're not... You can have your holy rosary and your sixth sense, too. So that's uh, that's very nice. His elder sign effect is pretty typical. We've seen this sort of effect before. Plus one for X number of things you have. If Bob is playing even a few assets, that's going to be that's going to be good. the The one thing to point out is that Bob's two willpower is a bit of a potentially a bit of an issue. Although he does have eight. Uh, sanity so even a rotting remains if he blows that he should be okay again he does have access to enough survivor cards uh, that uh, survivors have plenty of soak in cherished keepsake and whatnot and it's an item of course so uh, he can uh, soak that uh, horror and he does have access to the upper level rogue cards as well so we saw a lot of those in the Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion. We have things like Savant, which I believe you add your lowest other skill to your test. So yeah. he's testing a five willpower or 
possibly even more than that, isn't it? Six. 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 Yeah, it's it's got one wild skill icon plus three. Yeah. So he's testing it a six with Savant. You've got Moxie, either level of that, Composure. You've got Counter Espionage as another option. And if you want to begin a campaign with that in the thick of it as an option, and then you can just grab those right at the beginning, some mixture of those, and uh, and you're good to go. Although, to be honest, what you want to do with Bob if you're playing in the thick of it, you got to go for Sharon Zobel. All in, baby. That's right. That is a, another popular option for Bob is picking you, you up Sharon's Oval right at you the beginning it. of a of a campaign, so you're not missing out on that uh, that scenario's worth of experience points. That brings us to the backside of Bob Jenkins' deck size thirty deck building options: Survivor cards level zero, Rogue cards level one to five, Neutral cards level zero to five, and up to five other Rogue cards level zero. Deck building requirements do not count towards his deck size, his signature asset, shrewd dealings, and greed, and of course one basic weakness. Now I took a peek over at ArkhamDB, and there seems to be one Bob build that is pretty much dominating the decks at this time, and that is basically taking Bob, you pick up two copies of Scavenging, so you can scavenge items out of your discard pile, Two copies of, of Schaffner's catalogs. You can pay for uh, those items on the cheap. Your selection of good survivor items. There are really too many to mention at this point. I've seen things like uh, the uh, the shovel. You've got Mariner's compass. You've got Chair's keepsake, leather coat, uh, any of the weapons like the 18 Derringer, etc., etc. And then uh, a couple of skills, and you're pretty much done at that point what is uh what is your guys's experience with uh with building bob that pretty much honestly <laughs> i think that deck i think it's only scratching the surface because that sort of deck it seems like it's trying to do a self engine where it's like okay i play my shoffer's catalog i use it to play an item i discard my shoffer's catalog i use my lock fix I use my scavenging. I get back my Schaffner's catalog. I play my Schaffner's catalog. You know, it seems very like self-sustaining, but I think, I think it's only like basic Bob that is what's going on there. I, I I think there's a lot more you can do, especially to help the team and have help the team move quickly. That that deck doesn't quite get to, and I'm t I'm talking things like untimely transaction. You owe me one. Black market. I think there's I think there's more you can do than just scavenging tricks. Yeah. I mean that being said, the scavenging tricks are pretty good. Because usually yeah, like if... you you're scavenging with lockpicks. Lockpicks yeah. triggers your lucky cigarette case. I'm essentially drawing two cards off an investigate. Mm -hmm. So it's like yeah. doing that. It's nothing then... that Finn or Jenny couldn't already do. Though it's, it's it's to a greater extent than Finn or Jenny could already do. Yeah, and I think the difference with Bob is that he inherently helps the team because he can pay for things. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. the real that's the real power. And the real I think the real power starts coming from when other people start building their decks knowing that Bob is on the table. Mm -hmm. I think that that's the real untapped potential. Yeah, because then you can start considering items in your seeker deck that you may not have otherwise. Maybe you include yeah. manuscripts, like Nikonic manuscripts, 
normally that's very expensive, but now you have Bob to help you pay for it or something along those lines. Yeah, I can... yeah or, th or things like a Guardian who's able to afford both a, um, a six-cost lightning gun and Brother Xavier pretty easily. That's hard if you're a Guardian to be able to afford a giant ally and a giant gun. So, But Bob helps. I think this is also the first scavenging deck in Rogue that like makes sense. Whereas we had we had Preston before, but you couldn't really do that with Preston. And we had Min, and Min could kinda do that, but this card pool I feel like is the best fit for it. And now you get all the expensive rogue items. Yeah, it's the which... Shockers catalog and it's I think it's also the um old key ring. Those are like the real scavenging targets. Because they're they discard themselves and you can recycle them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's they make it pretty easy to do. I was like, Wendy was another candidate as well, but Wendy doesn't get level three to five rogue cards, which yeah. I think you benefit more from in a deck like that versus having the extra survivor access. Oh, there's a there's a kind of an obscure item that I think might work really well in this kind of deck. Uh, Tennessee Sour Mash level three. Mm -hmm. The rogue one, because it's fast, if I remember correctly. Yep. And it discards itself. So, and I think it also can boost willpower tests. So, yeah, there you go, willpower tests. I do think uh, it's very possible to go too hard on the scavenging engine, though, to the point where you're not getting a whole lot done. Yes. Yeah, yeah. you can sort of just dirtle, yeah. for sure. You can sort of just sit there and investigate, grabbing one clue at a time, when you really need to be picking up the pace a little bit. Yeah. Whereas Bob is definitely a self-sustaining engine, but it is definitely slow. And I would say the other weakness that I've come up in the games that I've played with Vase is that he, we're so focused on making sure that we've got everything that we need on the board that we forget about greed. <laughs> and we're sort of like, we're spending all of his money, we're spending all of his money, and then, uh, crap. The teddy bear. Don't forget the teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> So once you have uh, earned some experience points, uh, Bob can uh, lean into the uh, all of the uh, upgrade, the rogue upgrades, and there are many good ones for Bob. Uh, there are many good ones, even in the Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion. You've got uh, things like uh, Black Market. You've got Untimely Transaction. You've got Unscrupulous Loan. Uh, all cards like that. If you want to really be evil you can play aeon chart 4 which is an item oh yeah which i, I have heard can get pretty abusive but when you have no, two it's of not, them it's, it's not very good because it takes up your lucky cigarette case slot so you know what let's just table let's just throw that yeah, one in the bin there's definitely not a card called a relic hunter yeah that it, card definitely doesn't exist too much xp too much xp too much XP. Who can afford it? Who so if, can? If you it? want to reach for the yeah. low-hanging fruit, Aeon Chart Four is there, and you can do all sorts of recur nasty recursion tricks with that. Other cards I've seen include the Red Clock, like either version of the Red Clock, and uh, and stuff like that. So there is, if you want to say just turn Bob into a an action engine, you can go Aeon Chart Four. If you want him to sort of lean into the helping the group aspect you can go with black market and untimely transaction if you need the resources you've got unscrupulous loan the rogue upgrades are pretty there's a lot of really 
spicy targets in there. The fact that that Bob can even, you know, if you don't happen to have a dedicated rogue in your deck and you're playing multiplayer, he can pick up gold pocket watch and just give everybody an extra turn, which in in four player gets pretty sick when you're taking an extra 12 actions before something else happens. And don't forget, Black Fan. There's Black Fan as well, yep. Yeah, there you go. It's an item. He can play it. You know, the basic Bob decks, like we've said, that sort of do the, the scavenging, recycling tricks. And then I think there's probably next-level Bob builds out there where you combine it with some of these uh, some of these abilities that he can give stuff to other investigators that they normally would not have access to now this this just opens a a huge pandora's box because we don't really have the time to go through all the potential combos but i think there's some really you know if you sit down with your friends and say okay bill here is going to play bob let's see what we can do with the items that he can hand out to other people and uh i think you could really get some very interesting uh, builds out of that as well. There's also Tank Bob, who uses scavenging to recur cherished keepsakes and leather jackets, and you just infinitely tank everything. <laughs> oh, and Precious <laughs> Memento. You have Precious Memento as well. That's right. <laughs> that's a lot of soak, honestly. That's yeah, like an investigator's worth of soak on the board with your ally. Just at the base level with being able to share things, like off the top of my head, just imagine being able to give a guardian a lucky cigarette case because it they have they're not very good at drawing, you know, for the most part. But then you have Bob giving them lucky cigarette case, and then all of a sudden all those attacks that they're hitting by at least two, they're drawing cards off of. Just right there, you know, Bob is uh, you know, more than pulling his weight by covering other investigators' weaknesses. I'm thinking uh Garote wire on the Guardian. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like giving them an extra action every turn to fight things. You know? Yeah, it's just off the top of the, head. Yeah. Kind of on the same line, you could just make Bob your killer. Like, he has three combat and three agility. That's, true. That's not bad. Yeah, that's true. That's something you could easily yeah. work with. You know, you have yeah. access to Delilah. Delilah right. puts you up to four and four, and then all of a sudden you're you're right. pretty competent can... in fighting things. Yeah, lots of money in Delilah Rourke. Um, and what's nice about Lola Santiago for primary investigator. Yeah. What's nice about that build too is that if you're playing Schaffner's catalog, you're saving the resources in your resource pool for Delilah, and then you're buying things with your Schaffner's catalog. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Another card to mention would be Joey the Rat level three. This Joey can uh... discard the the Schaffner's catalog for more money, which makes absolutely no sense hey uh you want this used copy of schaffner's catalog like new sorry it's like new <laughs> it's, 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 from, it's from 1918 i know it's 1925 <laughs> but this one's from 1918 it's vintage yeah. it's vintage <laughs> it's a collector's item <laughs> and then you have bob to recur it with scavenging and yeah. boom Two card combo or three card combo. That's that's a rabbit hole you got to be careful with because um, I think the power of Joey is actually in the fact that he can play items as fast actions. Yes, that is um, also extremely good. Yeah, I think that's extremely powerful. But oh man, you need a 
buttload of money <laughs> to make that. Well, you have the catalog engine. Going. Yeah, it's true. If you have the catalog engine, yeah, uh, I could see it. But I, I, I think the real power is like I think I like the Delilah Rourke or Lil Santiago thing, you know, on a non-seeker or a non-guardian. I think there's because yeah, that's there. sort of the problem that Vase and I ran into with Bob is that he is very good at getting clues, but he's really slow at getting them. Because while he does have four intellect, there isn't a lot of like extra clue getting without either intel reporting or you know using <laughs> yeah or using your limited uh, survivor slots to use look what mm -hmm. I found and stuff like that. So yeah, so like Lolo would be good for a build like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I think he could be pretty respectable in dealing damage. You could evade something and then shoot it with a derringer at a five or a six. Yeah, and, and if he you know, if he's able to recycle the level two Jeringer, I think there's a lot you can do there because the level two Jeringer gives you extra actions. Mm -hmm. I like that card. The thing is, you got to be careful because if you do the the scavenging engine, you could take up a lot of deck space, and then you might not have a lot left over for for pushing an agenda forward, such as damage. I or... I do think that there's you don't really need to dedicate a ton. Okay. You know, you really just need like the scavenging, your lockpicks, your probably gonna play lockpicks anyway derringer like okay. good items and then catalog which again you're gonna play catalog okay. anyway so okay if you keep it to like 10 cards or so for the engine i think that would i feel like probably. you know most of those cards are cards you were gonna play anyway yeah you yeah, know so it's right. like With like how much yeah yeah like how much sacrifice are you really making at that point to just include yeah, two true. scavengings in the deck and I think that's mm -hmm. part of why it's so easy to just sort of gravitate towards that in Bob. There are quite a few uh, Bob decks out there worth exploring if you want to either to fight, investigate, or evade. I think there is there is a build out there for you. And if you're interested in helping out the team, there's cards uh, in Edge of the Earth that can, uh, that can help you do that. And of course, Bob has access to to all of the rogue cards that can generate extra actions and and stuff like that. And you can lean into that as uh, as well if you are uh, so inclined. Bob's signature asset is Shrewd Dealings. It's a two cost asset that has two intellect and a wild skill icon. The talent trait. Bob Jenkins deck only. Reduce the cost of each item asset you play by one. So. Once this hits the table, every asset you play is is one cheaper. And as a response, when you play an item asset, play it under the control of any investigator at your location. We were talking about Bob builds that uh, want to share the love with uh, all of the other players at the table. And uh, once you get shrewd dealings down, you can not only play items cheaper, but you can give them to whomever you want. I wish this card was searchable. Yeah, that's the only problem with it, is it seems like such a foundational card, but you can't search for it. There's no yeah. way to find a talent. It's yeah. so good. Mm -hmm. It's like undeniably very good. Yeah. I mean, even just that resource reduction is good. You know, especially if you're playing Joey the Rat level 3, then it's just mm -hmm. best to play, play an item. It's awesome. But mm -hmm. there are so many times where being able to, like, give your give your ally some extra soak like with a chair's keepsake or a leather jacket saves their life for that scenario. And that's invaluable. I like how it synergizes with Bob's ability because if he plays an item out of someone else's hand and they, and if they put the whole bill, 
it's still a one resource discount with shrewd dealings just nice nice little interaction but yeah i think the only problem with shrewd dealings is that it's a talent and you can't search for it yeah and we were talking about that deck that wants to like use bob to give items to people and like this is sort of the linchpin but you have no way of finding it i mean thankfully there is some decent card drawn rogue with lucky cigarette case but apart from that you're you're really just kind of hoping yeah you're not not really getting it from survivor with the exception of take heart and go to the black market to find your talent a very good card if you uh, are going to play items, which Bob is going to do anyway, and uh, a very good card if you want to be able to give those items to uh, to other players on the cheap. So Bob's signature weakness is greed. It has the flaw trait, revelation, take one horror if you have 10 or fewer resources, take an additional horror, five or fewer resources, take an additional horror, zero resources take an additional horror so if you have zero resources you're taking four horror that's bad it is but it's not direct horror correct thank goodness and and we were just talking about how bob is probably one of the best investigators to recur items with so Mm -hmm. you really got to watch out in the early game for greed when you're like trying to play lots of items and get set up that's when you can kind of dip to low resources and that's when greed would hurt you a lot one thing that's also worth uh, um, reminding you is that reminding everyone is that during the upkeep phase you draw your card first before you take a resource so if you go into the upkeep phase and you have no resources and you take and you draw greed you're taking all four horror and then you gain a resource very important yeah. That being said, too, like, Bob has eight sanity, you know, yeah. so if you do draw this early and you have no resources, you have time to to heal it Deal off. It. Yeah, that's true. Because you, you true. could, if you wanted to play tank Bob, you could play uh, the smoking pipe slash uh, painkillers combo with bandages. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. And then you could, you know, kind of spread, spread the love around and yeah. you could pretty easily tank this. Especially if you had Peter Sylvester and... Level yeah. 0 Peter. Yeah, it's not a bad card for Bob, actually. Level 0 Peter, just in general. Yeah, so, bumps, I mean, his, bumps his agility to 4. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, if you're going to investigate with lockpicks, that's essentially also a plus 1 intellect. Yeah, I think if this card was in any other class, I would be terrified of it. <laughs> because taking, you know, A, most other classes don't have the resource generation that Bob has access to and B most other classes don't have access to the plentiful cheap soak that he has access to in the survivor card pool that he can easily recycle, especially if you're playing that scavenging build. So four horror seems like a pretty daunting, daunting amount, but I think the fact that it's not direct, and Bob is probably going to be playing enough soak to be able to manage it. And there's no, I mean, we're saying four here, but there's no guarantee that you're going to be taking four. I mean, Bob has access to all of the rogue resource generation. And so if even if you pick up a, you know, you're going hot streak or something like that, like, or unscrupulous loan, stuff like that, like 
he has ways of boosting his resource total very, very high, very, very quickly. So even if you are, say, at zero and you're like, okay, I'm in danger, chances are he can get himself out of that situation a lot faster than pretty much any other class has, where it's just like, oh, I guess I'm going to take a resource, you know, spend oh, actions right. to take resources until I can sort of get myself above that threshold. Bob doesn't yeah. necessarily have to do that, so... Now, and you have catalog to help pay for things and sort of mitigate that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it seems like one of those things where, as long as you don't go too hard on playing stuff early, just playing a Bob deck will probably help you deal with it. He's got to watch out for when you're in the danger zone. It, it's one of those weaknesses that you look at and you go, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to take so much horror every time I draw this." But one, how often are you going to draw it? Two, probably will take three most of the time maybe okay. you know like in in my experience and vase likes to play very low to the ground you know vase would take three most of the time he'd have like four or five resources in in his resource pool at any given time so you know he would put like one or two on his memento take one mm -hmm. eh, and then just move on yeah, this definitely gives a case for the memento. Um, and the memento that lets you heal horror by succeeding by two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a case for that with this card. Because you yeah, just that's... put some horror on the memento, and you know it's going to heal back up because you're, the whole rest of your Bob deck is about succeeding something by two every turn. Did we mention lockpicks? <laughs> I think that might be a good card in Bob. I, I think he might be destined for lockpicks, yeah. It's like... Why didn't they reprint it <laughs> in Edge of the Earth just for him? This weakness does sort of remind me a little bit of Abandoned Alone, which is uh, Wendy's weakness. When you're playing Wendy and you haven't drawn your Abandoned and Alone, you, you have to play her as though you have less sanity than you actually do. And I think that's the same case here with Bob. It's like, Bob has eight sanity, sure, but until Greed pops, technically... Right. If you play like you have three, even in the worst case, you're still going to be alive mm -hmm. when this thing pops. So you do need to be careful about, you know, making sure you have the soak down on the table to be able to keep Bob, you know, sort of keep him at three, wait till greed goes, and then... Okay, now you get to play with the rest of the whatever greed didn't take, or you weren't able to soak and or heal or mitigate. Then you could, you've got that extra to play around with. But until that happens, you do need to be more cautious and uh, and just be careful. I mean, if this had been released back in the core set days where we didn't have cherished keepsake, I think Bob would be. <laughs> You He'd know, be breaching that, for that Elder Sign amulet. That's yeah, what I, <laughs> the, the threat of taking four horror would be <laughs> would be pretty daunting. As it was with a you know with Wendy and abandoned and alone, she yeah. didn't have access to a lot of the great soap card. Like Peter Sylvester wasn't out, uh, Cherish Keepsake wasn't out. Basically, Wendy had to just she had Leo DeLuca and a cat oh. and not much else. And so, but now that you know. The card pool has grown. Survivors are in a very good spot to to be able to deal with this this amount of horror and and Bob certainly being the the item engine that he is has uh, can do it even better than some of the other survivors out there. 
That's going to do it for our look at Bob Jenkins, the salesman. Have you had a chance to play Bob? Let us know in the comments down below. We'd love to hear from you. Any final thoughts about uh, about Bob? Bob is great. Yeah, he's just he's so much fun. He's one of those investigators that you can really sit down with a group of friends and just figure out what you want him to do, and he's going to do great in it. Yeah. Oh man, him and Carolyn Fern in the same party. That would be like that's like teamwork central right there. <laughs> yeah. We did it. We that did it. Blows, that's actually kind of nuts. <laughs> yeah. The I'm assuming the idea is that you you make Bob into a horror healing machine but with like precious memento and Peter and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Use Carolyn to yeah. Like forbidden knowledge stuff, and you just have infinite money. Yeah, I just have money for everyone. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Carolyn gives him money. Bob spends the money. There we go. We did it. Both of which are like, maybe we just need to have Vase play two handed, Bob and Carolyn. So, and watch his head explode. So, you could <laughs> do those two investigators, and then you could have an investigator like Tommy or something who wants to play <laughs> ag agency backup and some ridiculous huge weapon. Yeah, there you, there you go. Yeah, we, we've and already figured this out. Yeah. You have Schaffner's catalog to help him pay for the big stupid weapon, and then you just give him all the money. Yeah, there you go. We've done it. I have to admit that uh, while I was very excited to see what uh, the designers would do with Lily Chen, Bob is one of those Arkham Horror Files characters who has never particularly appealed to me. He's always seemed kind of bland and not that interesting. I think they, the designers did a very good job of counteracting my, my fears that he would be somewhat boring. Obviously he's a, a much better investigator in, in multiplayer where you can really leverage his ability across three or four other players. But I think in, in solo, he's got, uh, he would be interesting to play as well perhaps not as interesting as his as his multiplayer counterpart but his ability does work on himself so you are going to be saving resources and all the items you're going to be playing and his stat line is such that you can go a bunch of different ways with him he's got intellect covered so if you're you know you need to investigate he can do that. He can also get lockpicks so you can investigate even better. I think I agree he would be a little slow because he doesn't have a lot of extra ways to gather extra clues, which is a bit of a, a potentially an issue. But you can, I mean, he has access to the entire level zero survivor card pool, and that's incredibly strong for, for gathering extra clues if necessary. Like, just look what I found alone will get him two clues. Uh, if necessary. So I am uh, looking forward to playing him at some point down the road. One thing we uh, we didn't mention, though, that I think kind of is worth stating is that I find Bob's five rogue slots to essentially be three because oh, Lucky, Lucky cigarette. cigarette Case. Yeah. <laughs> and that being said, I don't I don't know how tough it is to fill up those those slots and really feel as bad about it. Whereas I feel like in in investigators like Lily and Norman, like it was, it's much more of a struggle to figure out what five cards should be those five cards. But in Bob, it, I don't know, it doesn't feel as challenging. It's probably because 
level zero rogue cards are kind of bad <laughs> on average. It's like rogues. One of the rogues uh, class abilities is that they get to pay XP for things. And so that means not a lot of their level zeros are that great. So like all their good allies, except for Leo DeLuca, all cost XP. The lock picks you want, one XP. Savant, one XP. All their good weapons, one, uh, two, one or two XP. Yeah, I think if you just go through hard. the rogue card pool, just even from the yeah. revised core, I mean, Bob's not playing Switchblade. He's not playing Burglary. Yeah. You could just go, you know, opportunist. No, you know, you could just go through the list and eliminate a lot of <laughs> a lot of level zero rogue cards that just don't yeah. really appeal to him all that much. So, yeah, and maybe part of that too is that there's also just a lot of better survivor level zero cards that kind of do the same thing like derringer yep. level zero yep. it's much better than the than the rogue version yeah yeah and then i guess the other two common cards i would assume are intel report so you'd have lucky cigarette case and then intel report as your other two two of yeah. and then that really leaves you with one yeah maybe watch one this. of maybe like watch this that's pretty universally strong I don't think it has an intellect icon, which kind of hurts Bob. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he can't play it quite as easily as. Uh, but I mean, if you're playing Peter Sylvester, level zero. Yeah, use Bob's it on up the at a four. He should be okay. Mm -hmm. That'll help him get away from most stuff. Yeah, or you could play elusive or something like that. Even the taboo yeah. elusive is still plenty fine as a one of. So like, yeah, it feels like his level zero card pool at least the rogue cards feel pretty solved. Yeah, I mean, there are a few options. Like, I'm a big fan of breaking and entering in a deck like this. Right, because breaking and entering doesn't... It's one of the cards of its kind that doesn't have a level 2 or 3 upgrade. I, I like that one a lot. Faustian Bargain. Although Bob mm -hmm. does have the Schaffner's Catalog, so he's not relying on Faustian Bargain. Quick Thinking is always good. Mm -hmm. Lone Wolf. I don't know um, how... Much Bob likes Lone Wolf, though. Yeah, that's true. He, that's true. He wants to be at other investigators' locations. That's true. That's true. He wants yeah, to be the um, center of attention. Well-connected could be fun if you're going that direction, but mm -hmm. you're you're already you're already talking about a bunch of XP to get that whole thing online anyway. He also has access to Adaptable, so he can slot in the right five rogue level zero rogue cards that he needs at the time. So it's that's also it's true. not he doesn't have it as hard as Lily or Norman does. But mm. yeah, he, he really doesn't because Rogue has a lot of good XP cards and there are a lot of really good level zero survivor cards. It's not like Lily where the mi the mystic level zero isn't going to cover for daring or take the initiative. We didn't even talk about adaptable, Bob. That that opens up a whole nother can of worms that you could yeah. you could like slot in the right items for the right scenarios. You know what you can you know what he can do? He can uh, he can slot in adaptable as his third XP in our in the thick of it, Bob. Mm -hmm. So that way, he doesn't even have to spend XP any to 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 use adaptable anymore. He just he just starts with it. He's already adaptable, and he's got the Sharon's Oval. Like he is all in. That's gonna do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail .com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there and happy investigating. <laughs>